Come on in. It's Small Town D&D with Chelsea Lee. I had my blood drawn last week and they gave me a Gator Light, which is like an alternative to Gatorade. And I think it changed me. With David Dillon. I've been using GarageBand to make my suburban home office feel like an EDM club. And Dewey Cassidy. Today's episode is sponsored by Tums. And I'm your Dungeon Master, Alex Wolfson. Today's episode is not sponsored by Tums. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> When we last left off, you battled Land Sponk, quickly turning Sindar Fulbeek to your side, though not before he killed Summer's Bounty and Chimpy. No! R.I.P. Chimpy. R.I.P. Love to hear the animal person talk about Chimpy's death. That's something that needs to be condemned. <laughs> well, Chimpy wasn't an animal. It was a construct. Okay, whatever. Also, I think it's interesting that they were mad about the dog, whereas we killed several snakes and I reanimated the dead monkey. <laughs> and I feel like that is more of an issue. Yeah, yeah but, but they were hostile towards us. Uh, Crispy was just was just hanging out. Crispy was hostile toward me and my hot dogs. And Crispy just was hungry. <laughs> well, he should have thought about that. After being knocked unconscious about four times. I'm an indie now. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. After being knocked unconscious about four times and turning Lan Sponk's hat into a new homunculus named Stetson, you beat Lan with a firebolt from Clegg, but at the last moment spared him from death to be made an example later. And a side note here, and this is such a side note that it is even a main note. I Whoa. reread everyone's character sheets, right? And Albert Penis, your artificer infusions can be activated only after a long rest. Like, it, it's meant to be that it takes a considerable amount of time to do your oh. infusions. So you, you'll you get one for free on Landsponk's head. Yeah. But from now on, infusions will take a long rest, while magical tinkering remains just an action. Okay, good to know for next time. After that, you rescue Maggie Lathy, finding out that she agreed to come out because she was asked on a date. The loneliest badger herself. So sad. That's why she brought out the, the good swimsuit. You give Summer's Bounty and Chimpy Viking funerals on Tenor Lake by burning the rowboat and then head back to town. And as you walk back into town with the sun rising magnificently behind you, exhausted but triumphant, Chiff and Chaff see you and your odd group and you spend the night exhausted on the floor of penis curiosity or rather spend the day and of course you hit level three Woo yay Woo. yeah we got spells up in here getting more powerful and we pick up today in that very moment as you wake up on the floor of penis curiosity you have slept all day long essentially looking out the window briefly seeing light peek in you guess it's the late afternoon, probably a little after 4 p.m. You've slept cluttered among all of the inventions and junk piled up in Penis Curiosity, including a tied-up and exhausted, beat-within-an-inch-of-his-life Lance Bonk. But Miss Maggie Lathy is still with you, as is Sindar Fulbeek, as is Money Boy. And the odd group of you wakes up. You hear bacon and eggs sizzling in a pan, 
And as you look over, Money Boy is wearing just an apron. His butt is showing. Like a hospital gown. Yeah. His, I'm glad he's wearing it facing that way. He's facing the kitchen and he turns around and he says, breakfast is served. Is he getting like hot oil on himself because he's cooking <laughs> in the nude? Yeah, his his arms, they, they have like little burn patches, but he doesn't oh. even seem to be feeling it. He's he's good. That was from the napalm for them, from the anarchy attacks. Exactly. He's He's laying them out on plates stacking these plates on top of boxes on fitting them just anywhere that they could possibly be stacked there's no like central table here down in the bottom of penis curiosity how big is penis curiosity i want to know how cramped we are with the like nine people it feels like that are in well i'm gonna say pretty cramped because it's mostly aisles there's like a lot of shit everywhere to purchase so i imagine that we're you know all around over the place yeah, and it's it's two stories. So some people have had to sleep. Actually, Albert Penis, have you let anybody sleep in the bedroom? No. Okay, so nobody's allowed upstairs. That's not for other people to see. <laughs> I'm upstairs. Albert Penis is sleeping upstairs. Everybody else has spent the night laid out in various awkward positions on the floor of the shop. Well, actually, I'm going to take that back. Lamb Spunk is up there with me so I can keep an eye on him. Okay. And he's still bound and gagged? Yes. Great. But I did give him a pillow. Oh, that's cute. And then, like, I woke up in the middle of the night and I gave him a blanket. So. <laughs> Very cute. That was nice. And then I remembered Jimpy and took it away. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have some sort of tinkering uh, to have any time? If you were to move too much, a crossbow would go off and hit him? Yes. <laughs> that is, I thought of that before you even said it, David. Okay. I know. That's why it took me so long to say it. Thank you. Thank you for saying it so that I can say it. So as you wake up downstairs, Money Boy serving breakfast on odd-sized plates... What would you all like to do? Clegg's going to ritual cast, find familiar. Okay. First thing in the morning, bring um, Summer's bounty back to life. It'll take you a little over an hour. Yeah. Okay. Clegg will use her arcane focus, which is an orb yet to be named, and will conjure up all the lovely memories she's had of Summer's bounty into the orb. It's him flying to Jackson Fisher. It's him trying to sing. Um, it's him saying sorry almost to Jeremiah, and that's how he'll be born. It was close. Great. Summer's bounty. His face spirit sucked back into the material plane. A shape appears in the ether out in front of you. Ah! Wings. A tank top. Jeans. <laughs> like a beater. <laughs> a white beater. And jeans. Summer's bounty is back. And as he'll look out at you, he goes, Cut. Oh my god! <laughs> Summer's bounty. And then we'll fly and hook onto the back of your straw hat. Make an arcana check. <laughs> it's a cool nine. Cool nine. I was punished for my. <laughs> yeah, take your guidance. Go ahead. It's a cool thirteen. Yeah, but the thirteen, he might be learning to speak. You've been working on improving find familiar, creating a new spell that would allow a, a familiar to speak, and while the, it doesn't appear that the uh spell has been cracked yet you're seeing glimmers of success now and summer's bounty does appear a, a little more talkative than before wow i think that'd be huge if true clegg's gonna feed summer's bounty some eggs close to a breakthrough as you look around the shop Miss Maggie Lathy seems to be sitting with her back turned to Sindar, and you'll see him. He kind of looks over at her once and then looks down at his eggs and shuffles some more food into his mouth. Uh, Albert's going to run downstairs, grab a plate, lovingly 
peck a little kiss on uh, Money Boy's forehead and thank you. <laughs> In like a brotherly way, not like a romantic way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's going to run back upstairs and everyone's going to hear the sounds of tinkering. Okay. Anything else you want to do at breakfast? Um, do we have toast? Are we using the the toaster? There's the conspicuously toaster? no toast in this downstairs. We are not oh, using yeah, our right. toaster in his own home. <laughs> that is not that needs to be worked through. That there's a lot of work to be done on that toaster. Money boy will reach for the toaster and everyone's like, no, 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 huh? no. Oh, okay. The to- the very toaster that set him free. That's true. <laughs> it's come full circle. Can Clegg also go up to Miss Maggie Lathy yeah. and try to like sidle up to her and go like, hey, how's it going? Oh, just recovering. I didn't sleep very well. My my neck was on a, I think it was meant to be an ice pack, but it kept changing temperatures throughout the night. Oh, that's um, probably a curiosity. Clegg's going to look at her feet for a minute. It was my self-cooling water cup. It was the self-cooling water cup. It's, um... It burned me. <laughs> 20 gold. I don't, oh, God. Uh, Miss Maggie, why don't you have breakfast with all of us instead of hanging out in the back pocket? Oh, I'm just comfortable here, you know. You don't have to be the loneliest badger. We well, we can all. <laughs> what did you say? Whoa! It's my it's it's a book that I love. <laughs> Make a deception check, please. Nuts. It's it's not good. I'm. It's an eight. It's an eight. She goes, you went in my room. Yeah, we had to find out if you were, like, dead. Uh, Wouldn't you want people to be looking for you if you disappeared? I suppose so, but, Clegg, this is still... I'm your teacher. You shouldn't be looking through my stuff. (laughs) If we didn't look through your stuff, you'd be in a rowboat. Don't tell her about the swimsuits. What? Nor the door. What? I I had nothing to do with that. (laughs) Okay, I... You you had to do what you had to do to save me, and you saved me, so thank you. That extends to everything that we did. <laughs> you and I are basically neighbors. We both live in the pond. Maybe we can walk home together, and... Well, I have something I want to tell you anyways, <laughs> once we're alone. All right. Sindar Fulby, kind of finishing breakfast, will stretch and stand and say, Before we leave, what are we going to do with Lance Sponk? Are we really going to leave him here? Uh, I have a plan. Give me one moment. And you're going to hear it. Big metallic thuds on the staircase. (laughs) Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, (laughs) I present to you the patented Albert Penis horse-proof armor. And I'm going to come down the stairs in my little uh, Artificer's Iron Man outfit. Yeah! Wow! Go ahead and describe your arcane armor. So, yeah, so <laughs> you think of like arcane armor, you think of like an Iron Man suit. It's cool. It's sleek. That is not the case with this one. It is literally <laughs> imagine like a trash can with arms. It is designed <laughs> specifically to not get trampled by a horse. <laughs> now, because of Albert's feelings about horses, he is not only concerned about passive protection, i.e. like I'm going to protect myself like defensively as I'm being attacked. He's also thinking counterattack. <laughs> so he can shoot thunder waves from one arm. Oh my god. And um, the right arm specifically can shoot a magic missile from underneath it. Yo. So cool that an artificer is basically a Pokemon. Yeah. So cool. I was thinking more the Mandalorian, but Pokemon too. 
And when I say it looks like a trash can, I don't mean like an Oscar the Grouch style one. I mean like those round topped ones. So it's like the cylindrical ones with like the mm. silo top. But instead of the um, square you put the garbage in, that's where my face is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Money Boy will go, oh, yeah, we're going to cause havoc. Money Boy. Not today, though. Not today. And yes, unless the party disagrees, I don't believe in prisons. And I think it's best if we keep him here where we can rehabilitate him and make him a better person. I'm going to build a shed in the back, which is not a prison. <laughs> it's a place where I can keep him until he's rehabilitated. There won't be bars. He can't leave. And he'll have all the eggs he can eat. Does he get, like, um, outdoor time? or? Uh, he gets outdoor time to play basketball and lift weights in the yard. <laughs> yes, he can do that. But he's only released by the sound of a bell. He does get conjugal visits, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. How do you sign up? <laughs> Once this takes off, you will, you won't need to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be taking anybody off the street. It'll take a little bit of time to build this shed. But so I know as the dungeon master, the plan is to leave him upstairs in penis curiosity, bound and gagged. Is that correct? Eventually, I would remove the gag. But yes, at the moment, he is bound and gagged. Okay. And I'll need to get a permit probably to build in my backyard, I would guess. Yes. Me and Money Boy and Stetson could take care of that. Sindar Fulbeek would will also say, well, with that settled. Hey, um, don't you think you owe someone an apology before everything's all settled? Make an intimidation check with advantage because you're right. <laughs> 19. 19. Oh, my God. Ooh, very he says, plague breathing fire. <laughs> uh, I think several are. Everyone, I'm sorry for putting you through this torment and trouble and mystery. I put all the things in the tower schoolhouse and in the temple of Joaquin. I censored all the porn and burned it. You son of a bitch. I know. It, it went too far. I won't, I won't talk my way out of that. And Miss Maggie Lathy, I am sorry to you. I misled you and you are a, a trusted friend of mine. I was in over my head and I hope that maybe one day you can forgive me. And Miss Maggie Lathy will look at look at him and say, hmm. "Well, maybe one day." Sindar will then, after a moment, look at all of you and say, "The PTA is still an unanswered question, as far as most of the town goes. What what happens to me? What were you going to do to Maggie Lathy if we had not intervened?" I I didn't know. I just knew that I had to get out of town before this. The secret was spilled. I panicked. I just knew that she and I both had to leave, and I didn't think that we could come back. I knew that Lance Sponk would be after us, after her, and I knew that once the town found out about what I'd done, I'd be locked up, and I, I just thought both of us had to leave immediately. What would your god say to you if he knew what you did? <laughs> oh, Jeremiah. Oh, my God. Joaquin, I am sorry. I did it in the name of commercial enterprise. But I was wrong. I was very wrong. What would be an appropriate punishment from Joaquin? Joaquin will judge me on his own time. But the story of the PTA is kept by the people standing here in this room. And I would like to know, what do you all plan to do? Well, I think from, from my God, from Kalimvor, you have repented your sins. You have made 
everything right as much as you can. And we should use the PTA to do good. We won't tell anybody that it's been dissolved, but we can redirect the actions that it takes under the guise of a silent superhero. Well, continue to donate to the schools, perhaps. The money that Lance Spont gave, I, I mean, there's still a little left. I can think of one good deed you can do for us. Okay. Are you busy tonight? Um, no. How'd you like to help us sneak into the Breeze Top Estates? Do you, by any chance, happen to have any wealthy congregants who live in the Breeze Top Estates who love your money god? Many of the residents of the Breeze Top Estates do visit the Temple of Joaquin when they have time. Um, Balden Emberdark frequents us very frequ- commonly. Do you, are you close enough with them that you can get us a guest pass? I, I could ask. Sure. It'd be... It's unusual. I've never been to the Breeze Top myself, but... No, no more unusual than killing my monkey. <laughs> oh my god. I could ask. And of course, Bald and Emberdark is the other party in the axe. That's who you'd be asking for help here. Oh shit, right. Is there anybody aside from Bald and Emberdark you could perhaps ask? Uh, any other rich member of your congregation? None that... None, no others that I know well. Okay. Well, when you ask Emberdark, can you give him this for me? Sure. And then I want to punch him in the stomach. Oh! Are you, what? <laughs> He'll know what it means. Tell him Albert Penis sent you. I don't think that's going to help me get a guest pass. All right, do it after you ask that. Oh, okay. I mean, I probably won't punch him, but I'll try. Whatever you think will work. But just know that Ember Dark, he's no saint. He's, if anything, a bastard, an evil piece of shit. So be careful when you're dealing with him. He's rather wily, conniving, evil. I see. I didn't know you felt this way about him. Oh, I feel all sorts of ways about him, and none of them are rosy. I see. Fewer daffodilly. <laughs> Albert, I've never heard of this man. Who is this? How do you know Balden? Why don't you look at what I'm wearing and tell me how I know Balden and Ember Dark? Your really cool Iron Man suit? My anti-horse arm. Balden Ember Dark was the driver of the very horses that trampled me <gasps> and set me back on my journey to Scarlet's Edge leaving me only thousands of gold in the process. <laughs> <laughs> and he's part of why I vowed to rid the world of horses. Specifically horse carriages. If they're in their pastures, it's fine. Turn them into glue, I don't care. But they should not be in city streets. And if getting the talent for this, this feast that we're planning, means working with my most hated enemy and the person who rode my most hated enemy, then... So be it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have armor rash. I'm going to waddle away. <laughs> Great. And with breakfast concluded, um, Sindar Fulbeek would mention, I'll meet you back here at Penis Curiosity this evening, and we'll head to the Breestop Estates. Hopefully I can get a guest pass in the meantime. If not, we'll, well, we'll improvise. Um, before, before we leave, Click's going to run after Albert. Okay. Hey, Albert, I, you don't... Ah, have, sorry, <laughs> I don't have any peripheral vision in this thing. <laughs> you don't have to work with him if you don't want to. We still have the disguise kit. If I stand on top of you, we could pass for um, Lance Bonk. Trench coat Lance Bonk! Leg, I would love to do that with Stetson on my head. But who am I if I refuse to make sacrifices for the group? Well, You had to look at your teacher's swimsuit. <laughs> I can't ask you to make me avoid this. Yeah, I can. Uh. But if you're saying that, 
because you are so excited by the costume kit that no. you want to do that, then fine. <laughs> no. You know what? Hey, excuse me. Sindar, Sindar. Uh, yes? Change of plans. Okay. Oh, God. We're going trench coat on them hams. The two of you stacked on top of each other? That is correct, with Stepson on my head. Pretending to be Landspawn? Perhaps Summer's bounty in one of my arms doing something weird. I don't know. Jeremiah could also be Landspawn because he's so tall. Okay. Um... But yes, we have. No, I think the two people stacked on top of each other is the better plan. <laughs> yeah, who's going to tell you where to go? <laughs> yeah. The only thing I need from you is to send that message I sent you to, to uh, Balden. Will do. The punch, if that was not clear. No, I got it. Like, going to wait for Sindar to leave and say, uh, Albert, the other big reason why I came to stay behind is don't you have to see Jorana today? Didn't she ask us to meet back with her about the crafts? Oh shit! Yes. Uh, <laughs> great. What would we? What would we mean, uh, Jilrana? About again? My the love of my life. I mean, the the girl <laughs> I grew up with. Well, we were talking about um, the crafts for the gift bags, and you also mentioned at several points that you were going to do a push up, and that Jeremiah was going to teach you to do a push up so that you could do like a one push up, yes. and then we have to well, finalize that craft. That push up is still here. So, <laughs> boys. Help me out of this armor. We're going to do a push-up. Okay, everyone will pull, pull their armor off you. Or on second thought, should I do? Should I wait to do the push-up so that I can have all my strength for yeah. later? <laughs> yeah, build it, build it up. Okay, put the armor back on. Stetson kind of flapping in the air will, will bite onto the helmet and <laughs> flapping with the wings of this uh, cowboy hat. Place it on your head. Money Boy helps you with the arms. Thank you, Money Boy. Now, the two of you, before we see Jilrana, I have one request. There are two words that are very dear to me when it comes to Jilrana. Successful and handsome. If you could just pepper those into <laughs> your descriptions of me as we're talking, that would go a long way. It, it seems like the plan is off to meet Jilrana Thistletop and then in the evening head to the pre-stop. Yep. Okay. Uh, Clegg, are you still going to walk home with Miss Maggie Lathy or no? Yeah, I'll walk her home. She's been through a lot. Okay. And someone has to explain to her why there's a big acid hole in her door. <laughs> Now, to her, it's just a hole. There's no trace of acid remaining. It's true. It all she neutralized. She forgave us of all things that we've done <laughs> without knowing what we've done. Heading out the doors and into Missing Chair Square, the balmy, humid air hits you immediately. It's late afternoon. It's getting colder. The days are getting shorter as winter, as winter builds. You walk through the streets of the Pond District. And as you enter the Pond District, Miss Maggie Lathy will sidle up next to you, Clegg, and she'll say, Clegg, I wanted a chance to talk to you. I must admit that I haven't treated you with the respect you deserve. You are a capable young wizard who needs an advocate, not a gatekeeper. I see a lot of myself in you. And I promise... I will help you find a research project that interests you, not make you help out with useless lessons that you're, you're far beyond already. Just give me a little time, and we'll, we'll find a better arrangement for you here. Clegg's so startled, she's going to trip over her own feet. <laughs> oh, oh! Rolled a 13. I don't know what, what this for constitution or... Yeah, uh, you, you rolled, yeah, a 13, you're fine. You, you trip and... Uh, you turn it into a cool spin. <laughs> uh, it's gonna go, uh, <laughs> she's so uncomfortable. Uh, thanks, Miss Maggie. I've 
you know, we didn't start off on the right foot, but I think you're you're pretty cool. I think you you're always doing the right thing, and I I think that's pretty huge. So, well, thank you, Clegg. To um, maintain the spirit of the classroom, we have to be outwardly acrimonious. Do we though? I don't know that we have to do that. <laughs> I think the kids then have like a common enemy, so they won't. Is that you or me that's the enemy? It's the fighting that they can't stand to see. So they would. You're saying the kids would like it if we made up, which we've kind of just made up, but we were we're we're to pretend we did not make up. Yeah. Make a persuasion check. Clay's <laughs> <laughs> just like babbling at this point, just like uh... confused. Yeah. Thirteen. He says, "Um, we'll we'll consider we'll consider that, Clay." I also don't think you should be. Remember earlier today when you forgave us of all things because we saved you? I think you should know that I had nothing to do with your door. And then Clay's gonna like spin off and then run back. She says, what do you... My house! My house! She sees the hole burned into her door. My gosh! Oh, And you've left? (laughs) Clay's gonna like run for a little way and then try to hide behind a tree. Also, in case it's not in your notes, we also did eat some of her chocolate. You ate her tea cookies, you burned her door, you took a swimsuit, and you took her book. (laughs) And you turned all the lights on and off a couple times. Power bill's gonna be astronomical. As Clegg is, like, running, everything we did was to save you. Okay, you run away and you'll just yell that out. She's, oh, God! Oh, shit! And, um, you you leave Miss Maggie Lathy to, to deal with this. So you're all meeting up at the Bramble Den? Before we do that, can I just do a quick little side mission? Yes. So, money boy, as you know, tonight we'll be using your expertise at the Breeze Top Estates to help us sneak in. Uh, However, there's one issue. Okay. As a naked old man, you are rather conspicuous. Oh. So, it's time we go tuxedo shopping. Uh, Oh, tuxedo shopping. (laughs) Yes. And then we're going to cut to a montage of going to the various stores in Chester's chair and finding the right tuxedo. He comes out, Albert shakes his head, he comes out, almost a yes, no, no, no. Then finally we land on the perfect tuxedo. What color is it? It's blue. It's it's a, it's a surprising choice. Most people do black. So it's going to stand out a little bit, but you can't put Money Boy in a box. You're buying Money Boy a blue tuxedo? Yes. Yeah, so how much gold do you think that costs? I have 50 gold. Let me actually look. Yeah. And uh, we can't afford to play licensed music, but for the listeners, if you could skip back 30 seconds, re-listen to all this with Sharp Dressed Man playing in the background, <laughs> that would be awesome. Just put it put it on a different whatever, put it on your computer, really savor it. Uh, a set of fine clothing will cost you 15 gold. Okay, that's doable. I'll do it. All right. Hooray. You buy Money Boy a genuinely luxurious tuxedo. Interestingly enough, you can buy it most likely at the Bramble Den, which is the, oh, which is where most perfect. shops are, most weaving clothing shops are. Great. Anything else before y'all meet up at the Bramble Den? Does Money Boy wear underwear? Just for the uh, listeners <laughs> at home, for the lore. If Albert bought him underwear, yes. Otherwise, no chance. He's not wearing underwear. Hell yeah. <laughs> y'all, you all meet back up and head towards the Bramble Den, passing first through the Pond District. And there in the Pond District, you hear an incessant banging, a hammering sound, quite loud. 
you come to a clearing in the pond district, which is rare in these parts, which are quite dense with homes, a space between two homes, and you see Fent Sherry Stone directing a team of 10 workers. They're constructing a new home. They have four walls all laid flat on the ground, and in an instant, Fent Sherry Stone will put his fingers in his mouth and do a better whistle than I can do. (laughs) And all of the workers, in a flash, raise the building all at once, pushing all four walls together, and Leroy Lyon, Fent Sherry Stone's construct, bounces around, leaping from place to place, nailing, hammering, screwing the home together, and in a flurry, the house is standing. Oh my gosh. Fent Sherry Stone will say, "Eh, that's a good boy, yeah! Come on, get in there, Leroy! Yeah! He'll wipe sweat from his brow and go, oh, 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 oh! What a day's work! Look at what we can do when we work together. Alex, your mind is a tapestry. (laughs) (laughs) Coming out fucking Leroy Lion shit. He goes, precision makes perfect. And he'll blow kisses. And the workers also wipe sweat from their brow and thank him. Go, oh, and and kick off down the street. Fent Cherry Stone will look up then and he, he notices all of you. And he'll say, hey, the party planning committee, just who I was hoping to bump into. Let me introduce myself. I don't think we've properly met. My name is Fent Cherry Stone. I'm the blueprint here in the Pond District. I make this ship sail. I make this cork crumble. Ignore that second one. I was hoping to walk to bump into you. See, I, I've been tracking your progress planning the Queen's visit, and I know you haven't settled on gift bags yet. Well... There's no finer gift bags than those made in the Pond District. Fine musical instruments, artistic furniture, certainly something here to impress the queen. What do you say? Sorry, is Jirana around, or? Jirana? Uh, no, she's, uh, she's probably off in the Root District doing, doing whatever the drowners do, you know. So is that a yes? <laughs> Sorry, I got confused. I thought we were in the root district. That was my No, bad. you're in the pond district. This is the other leader. Oh, okay. Finea Vorn, Jill Rana Thistletop, and Fent Sherrystone, the okay. leaders of their respective districts. Mr. Sherrystone, I don't know if we can afford your fine goods. Oh, and here's the kicker. We'll do it for free. We want to get the pond district name out there. The only catch is I don't want our gift bags, you know, mixed in with other sorts of things. The Pawn District work should stand on its own, as it always does. Well, sounds like it's no deal then. Sorry about that. We uh, we have to you know, go. What? Did you? I mean, I, I said it was free. Well, we've we've already promised our gifts to uh, Jilrana Thistletop yeah. and her her kin. You what? Well, we promised our gifts to Jilrana Thistletop and her kin. What are you going to give everybody? Uh, reeds, rope. They're very nice looking. We saw the prototype. Now I don't see why given that this is a community event about people coming together, that we can't come together and sort of showcase the different group's abilities. Uh-huh. He's joking, isn't he? Uh, I didn't know you were so funny. That's not how Chester's chair works. Let me just let me just say that. See, each of the three districts, we keep to our own. We look after ourselves. And the Pond District is clearly the district that represents Chester's chair, or at least it should be. What did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> I had steel-cut oats, as I do every morning. Interesting. This morning, I had eggs for breakfast. Okay. Do you and I had for breakfast the day before? I don't. Well, 
You could guess that it was eggs, right? I suppose so. What if I told you it was toast? Uh, Okay. What if I told you that people change? You said that you ate steel-cut oats every day. But why does that have to be your life forever? You say that our communities stand separate and refuse to be united. Why can't they come together? Make a persuasion check just to seed an idea in this this man's head. I'll give guidance. An eight. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Two, so it's a ten. A ten. He's still... Oh, oh, wow. Those fancy-dancy speeches might work on other folks, but not on hard-working pawn district people. Anyway, if you won't support us in front of the queen, well, I guess we'll just have to find another way. Best of luck to you, and he'll... Fellows, could we take a sidebar? I'd have a sidebar. I realize that I'm letting my feelings, which, again, are, are friendly and not romantic for Jilrana Thistletop, get in the way. Now, if the two of you believe that we should go with these bags, then I'll back you up and find some other way to bet, uh, become friends with her once more. This is, I've never seen anybody be so platonic towards someone of the opposite sex. You truly are just trying to be friends with her, and I respect that. Yes, no, I'm just very horny, uh, lonely for friends. (laughs) Me too. Me too, Albert, which is why I think we get along so well. I think that love will find a way. And I think he's a he's a mean man. You see Fenchery Stone off in the distance. A woman is offering to pay him for the house. He's saying, no need, no need. And he pats her on the back. <laughs> I think he's uh, at the very least a xenophobic man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's embracing people of all different D&D uh, species, hugging them, kissing babies. He's giving ice cream to the children. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, then all I must say is that you are two of the greatest friends I've ever had. And I'm going to try to hug them, but my arms will not close that much in the suit. (laughs) Clegg's going to try to sidestep the hug because she's kind of a stinker. (laughs) Yeah, we each get on either side and we just do kind of like the the side shoulder hug. (laughs) Yeah. Great. And I'm just going to fall right into Money Boy and give him a hug. (laughs) Great. And the the four of you, oh, Money Boy will cry a tear. And he says, this is so beautiful. Can can I, um, despite having been mean to him, um, pet Leroy Lion, can I go like... (laughs) <laughs> I, b- b- when I was just a student at Colnox, I read the Visitor's Guide to Chester's Chair when I was forcibly sent here, and the only thing I was excited about was that, with regards to Leroy Lyon, it said, you can pet him. And I'm ready to <laughs> make good on that promise. Yeah, you see Leroy Lan- Lyon standing in front of you. He stands on two feet, like Tony the Tiger, and his arms at his sides. Oh. But he's got a big metal mane that wraps around his head. And the the only soft spot on his whole body is the little floof of the, the back of his tail. Sort of like a little Charmander. He's got, that's like real animal <laughs> hair. And he stands there looking at you, a steel guardian. Clegg's going to like gesture to the tail and like pantomime with Summer's bounty and like pantomime petting him and going like, me? He gives you a big thumbs up with a big robo hand. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna pet him oh yeah Clay's gonna great when you pet him he has like a robotic purring sound Clay's gonna stop right away <laughs> it makes her uncomfortable like a two stroke motor the, the robotic purring sounds like a machine gun <laughs> and uh Fen Sherry son from down the street will whistle it and Leo Orlando will charge right after him actually he doesn't run on all fours he runs like a man <laughs> Was that still fun for Clegg? Yeah, I think she's thrilled. 
Awesome. <laughs> Anything else here in the pond district? How does the house look that they just built? The house is beautiful, immaculate, perfectly constructed. The four walls don't fit together quite perfectly. They've been intentionally misaligned very slightly, giving the whole shape an angular, artistic look to it. An architect constructs each of these buildings here in the pond district, and they're, they're made with precision, practice, and artistry. Wow. I'm just imagining like a bunch of little residential Disney concert halls. Yes. <laughs> All surrounding them. You walk through the pond district and into the root district. You see large 60-foot-tall mangrove trees coming out of the swamp, intermixed with the, the simple, modest buildings of the root district, except for one carved into the largest of the mangrove trees, 80 feet tall and massively wide, you see the Bramble Den. You enter, ducking your head under an arched root with a woven curtain containing the interior. The sign out front of it tied onto a large root, each letter tied with a hempen rope. It says the Bramble Den. And as you enter past this curtain... You see that artisans have carved out nooks for themselves among the tangled roots and vines within the interior of the tree. It's like the shops in the Deku tree, each in their own corner. Everything from simple workers' clothes, luxury bags, the tuxedo store that you visited with Money Boy, rope and rugs and more, anything that you could conceivably weave out of the roots commonly found here in the root district, are hung over every square inch of this place and people come and go hawking their wares there's an incessant buzz of commotion and activity out in the very front here towards the door you see a security guard he has a small little badge on he's a tiefling with deep red horns uh an older man it's varshan decker who you've met previously in the halloween episode varshan decker says hey you here to shop Yes, we are. Is Jill Ron a Thistletop around? Oh, yeah. Jill Ron is in the back. She's, she's working hard. You probably don't want what I have. My stuff sucks. Now, I'm sure you have great things. I'm the security guard here. My stuff sucks. And he'll push a little cart towards you. It's little carved animals out of wood. He just has them in a bucket. He goes, yeah, it's awful. It's awful. Albert, knowing how it feels to be a shopkeeper with minimal success, is going to say... My friend, I'd like to purchase your finest animal. What? Yes. How much gold for your finest animal? Um, well, if you could spare it, I was thinking, I was thinking two copper pieces. How much gold for your fifth finest animal? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Um, well, the lowest denomination coin we have is a copper piece. So one, one copper piece. Great. I will buy your fifth best animal. If it's oh, okay. the fifth best, can we, can you, and it's uh, so low on the totem pole, can you do like a BOGO? You can, you can make a persuasion check to try and get a BOGO. Yeah. I'll give guidance Thanks. on the persuasion check. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's 21. Wow. 21, hey. Yeah, he'll give you two for one. Hell yeah. Can you describe them? Are they actually bad? Are they good? Absolutely. Picking them up, they are genuinely bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, an elephant and a giraffe. But the the elephant's neck is longer than the giraffe's neck, and he like tells you a couple times, like, no, no, that one's the giraffe, that one's the elephant. <laughs> Jeremiah's grabbing it and looking, and at first he he didn't he's just kind of trying to humor the man, and uh, he's like, no, no. And so when he we get the bogo, he's like, no, no, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have. Oh, 
Yeah, you shouldn't have. <laughs> Do you like them? I love mine. This this sort of elephant right here is very nice. That's the giraffe. This giraffe here is very nice. I thought this was the giraffe. I believe the man has said it's an elephant. I'm so glad you you all came in. Uh, Joran is in the back. She'll be happy to see you. Thank you. And by the way, if nobody told you, you had a great garbage costume. <laughs> Thank you. And as you walk in... I'm going to give him a kiss on the head. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. As you walk deeper inside, you hear him under his breath mutter, Best day ever. <laughs> Entering further deeper into the Bramble Den, you see many different vendors. You'll see Kalra Stronghold, who was in the town show doing rope tricks. She's making and selling rope for construction work, other hard textiles. You see Yarek Broadboat, a gnome, um, selling workers' clothes. You see Baggy, a half-orc woman in her 20s, green skin, tall Aww. and strong. She has two tight buns of hair and um, a lot of blush on her face. Clegg's going to say, hi, Baggy. <laughs> hi, Clegg. Hi. Hi. Do you remember me? Of course. Do you remember me? Yeah. Do you want to buy some flowers? And she has flower arrangements for sale. Yeah, Clegg's going to buy flowers. Okay, I picked them this morning. They're they're cool. Uh, Which one would you like? And you see she's got them grouped by color and, and event. Some of them are happy. Some of them are a little more dour. Clegg's going to ask Summer's Bounty to pick one because she's feeling shy. Okay, Summer's Bounty will fly down and he... Um, let me make a roll for him. Or go ahead and go. just roll a d20. Oh, God. A 10. A 10. Summer's Bounty just picks one at random. <laughs> he just picks one up <laughs> in the middle. And flies back over, and Baggy will say, I like that one. It's yellow. Oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> How much is it? Um, That one's four copper. Yeah, like we'll fork it over. So uh, do you do you like live here? I live in the in the root district, and I work here. That, that's cool. Do you like work here every day? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. I'm, it, where, do, where do you work? Uh, I, well, it's so complicated where I work. Uh, bye, Baggy. It was nice, uh, nice to see you again. Nice to see you. Bye. Enjoy the flowers. Bye, bye. bye. Mike's gonna run back, and Great. we'll say to Albert, Summer's bounty picked something for you to bring to Jorana. Oh my God, is it some sort of bug? I'll have Summer's bounty present the flowers. Ah! It's a beautiful bouquet of yellow flowers. Click. I can never repay you for this, and I don't just mean because I'm usually destitute. <laughs> Thank you. It was um, it was uh, Summer's Bounty's idea. It's uh. Well, thank you, Summer's Bounty, and I'm gonna put a little kiss on his forehead. Abba. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> oh my Did God. That just talk. <laughs> he almost said Clegg. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Walking deeper into the Bramble Den, lights are strung up here like little fireflies kept in buckets and changed and released periodically. You see the whole Fisher family, Melton and Effie Fisher, the parents of Jackson Fisher, <gasps> as well as his two younger siblings, Cindy and Paul Fisher. You see Jackson Fisher will run up, Miss Clegg, <laughs> Albert, Jeremiah and the new guy, <laughs> and look at my boy, <laughs> Mister Fancy. I'm gonna join you. I'll be the fifth member of your party, <laughs> Mister Jackson Fisher, the scariest one, the strongest one. Oh, and wouldn't we love that little man? Absolutely. His sister Cindy Fisher will come over and say, 
Jackson, that's a bad idea. Mom and Dad said if you go out on an adventure, you'll get hurt. And his little brother, Paul, comes crawling over, and he has rocks in his mouth. He goes, uh... I was hoping you were going to go one voice higher like a nesting doll. Uh, <laughs> he's sucking on rocks. Uh, Cindy will say, no, Paul, take that out, and take it. And Paul will say, <laughs> Does Summer's bounty like understand the young Fisher? Like, sure they're like <laughs> it's high enough at the location. Yeah, Summer's bounty's internal map is scrambled. He's like, where do I go? All the echolocations were thrown off. Jackson Fisher will go. Bye, Miss Clegg. Bye, Albert. Bye, Jeremiah. Bye. Bye, Fancy. Bye, little boy. Bye, Bye Fisher. Come on, everybody, and he'll grab his two siblings. Run off. Finally, before Joe Rana, I know I got a bunch of these. Can I have a? Can I ask a question? Yeah. So Jackson Fisher and the rest of the Fisher family, do they have any relation to Fisher's Pond that's in the south of town? Um. Yeah. Make this is going to be an intelligence roll of some kind. History. Acrobatics. <laughs> yeah. Make a history check. Make a history check. Okay. Clegg will give guidance Thanks. in awe of Jeremiah's big brain okay. thinking. Ooh, not good. Eh. All right. Thirteen. A 13. You rack your brain. Mm, not sure. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Oh, mysterious. Continuing on in the Bramble Den, you see an old woman. She's set up a shop. You see her from, from the back. She's wearing a tracksuit with yellow racing stripes. Um, <laughs> an old gnome woman. And she turns around to look at you. She has wraparound sunglasses. And she hops out of her massage chair. And she <gasps> says... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the little ancient boy and the young man. It's me, Pellbottom. Oh, you think I don't remember you, Pillbottom? Pellbottom. Pellbottom. Yeah. How are you doing with my massage chair? Your massage chair has changed my life. I'm moving faster than ever before. I have a new career as a daredevil, a stunt woman. Wow. Are you being hired out by local people? Not or? yet, but one day. <laughs> She'll get the sponsorships. <laughs> my old career, my lame career, was as a tailor, and now I am selling only, she pulls down a curtain, tracksuits. And she's got wow. <laughs> racks and racks of tracksuits. And I wish we knew about this before I bought a tuxedo for money bags. <laughs> money boy. <laughs> Pellbottom uh, will say, it's so, so nice to see you all. Um, here, this is crazy. I've already given you way too much money, but here. <laughs> she um, will offer each of you tracksuits. Whoa. Thank you, pal bottom. Wow. Could I have mine in green? Oh, yeah. Clay will say, do you have size uh, extra, 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 extra small? And gesture to Summer's Bounty. <laughs> Whoa. Um, come back in a couple days and I can make something. Nice. Sorry, just this image of like Summer's Bounty in the white feeder wearing a tracksuit that's like zipped down halfway and he's got like hair coming out of his chest. <laughs> Bat hair. It's old Italian guy. He's like from the Sopranos or something. Yeah. His, his speaking voice, once he learns to speak, will be like, I'm walking. I'm flying. I'm locating here. He'll go, I'm flying here. He'll go from hi to hey, come on now. <laughs> Chelsea is against the wall right now. <laughs> it doesn't really take a lot to get me to laugh. This image of her son defiled is just really Any, sending her like, a bit of laughter. Silly voice, mispronounced word is like yeah. very close to my sense of humor. Well, that's why you like Alex so much. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. 
Is anyone else taking a free tracksuit? Yeah, I click we'll take one. Okay, what colors do you want? You can pick a primary color and a racing stripe color because they all got racing stripes. <laughs> Makes it go faster. Oh, yeah, the mine is white. Mine is green with white racing stripes. By the way, oh yeah. Like we'll take orange with black racing stripes, like the Colnox colors. Yeah, we'll be going. Uh, Jeremiah will do definitely black with the white racing stripe. Actually, with a gray, let's do a gray racing stripe. Whoa, cool. Yeah. Um, you can all add to your inventory tracksuit. Great, thank you. <laughs> and. Finally, making your way through the Bramble Den, you reach the back of it, and tending to uh, a, a child with a wounded knee is Jill Rana Thistletop. She'll stand up in her, her suit. She has behind her piles and piles of gift bags. And there we will take our break. Woo! We will come back soon. Bye-bye. Jill Rana Thistletop looks up at all of you. She's got a stack of bags behind her. They do look to be mostly empty for now. And she'll say, It is so lovely to see you all. The money that you've promised us has been very, very well spent. We've been able to do so much already. And with another week before the Queen's visit, I'm sure we will have all 100 gift bags to your satisfaction. Here, I'm just so excited. She'll grab one of the bags bring it over and show you it's packed to the brim with all manner of like little knickknacks a woven necklace with the symbol of chester's chair a thin rickety wooden chair a silk like handkerchief with scenes from the town weaved into them socks and undies just of a nice quality Uh, a pressed flower that's been preserved a bracelet with a racing stripe and one crappy wooden figurine Jeremiah sees the he sees the crappy carving and he's like, so this is going in all of them? Yes, every single one will feature all the artisans from the Bramble Den. Oh, what a beautiful elephant in this one. Um, I think that's a cat. <laughs> ah, copy. Well, it's wonderful that you, you stopped in. Is, is this all to your satisfaction? Jilrana, looking at you, I've never been more satisfied in my life. Wonderful. Well... If you uh, have the 600 gold pieces, then I can pay the artisans up front and we can continue on our way. So, um, About that. Yes, about that. The red tape at City Hall can be quite a, uh, quite a, a labyrinth with a minotaur at the middle to sort of navigate. So the money is not available yet, but I'll be getting it to you as soon as possible. I see. Um, and when might that be? Uh, ASAP is, I believe, the abbreviation. Oh, got it. But I meant, like, what day? Like, how long from now? Oh, sure. Someday. <laughs> mm, I see. But, like, if today is a Monday... Then tomorrow is Tuesday. Yes. And then what day might you give us the payment? Either some sort of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three as day, Saturday, or Sunday. <laughs> yes, three as day. Mm. Okay. Um, either of you uh, looks at Clegg and Jeremiah, or are you good, sir? I'll accept money boy <laughs> in his tuxedo. Would you perhaps ha- have the schedule? Do you perhaps hold the schedule? It's it's wrapped up in the permitting process. It's wrapped up in the permitting process. Uh, yes, that's what I was meaning to say uh, I see, earlier. I see, I see. Um, somebody, uh, Albert, go ahead and make a deception check with advantage. 
because your friends are assisting. First one is seven, so thank God for advantage. Ten. Okay, R- still roll bad. that d4 too. Three. Thirteen. Very spooky. They'll say, hmm. Okay, well, let me just remind you that, you know, if somehow it were to get lost in the red tape, we would be essentially bankrupting the folks of the Bramble Den. They are going out of pocket to create these wares, and while we're happy to do it, we just can't afford to do it for free. Maybe, like, some other districts may be able to. No, of course. And if this all works out, maybe you and I should get married as a joke. (laughs) What was that one? Nothing. I will get you the money as soon as we can. Wonderful. Well, it's lovely to see you all. We'll keep working hard here. I'm sure you're busy with other preparations before the queen comes. Yes. Yes, and, and Albert? I'm counting on you. Jilrana, from now on, you can call me Abacus. Why? Because you can count on me. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Jeremiah boos in public, and she says, I thought it was sweet. Okay. Anything else in the Bramble Den? What about the push-up? Oh, yes. Tirana, there is <laughs> one more thing. Yes? Um, I've been working on an exercise routine, and I have to say stringent, so if it's not too offensive to you, I'd like to work on that just in this moment before I forget again. Oh, sure, if you need to. All right, I'm going to attempt to do a push-up. Is that acrobatics or athletics? That seems like athletics, To do right? one push-up? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and make an athletics check. Like, we'll give guidance. 14 plus 4, oh my 18. Gosh. Great. The DC is a 2. <laughs> and if you're trying to do one push-up, you nail it. I'm still in the armor, by the way. I just want to point that Doesn't out. Doesn't that give you oh, disadvantage? Okay, that's a higher DC. With, yeah, within 18, no problem. You have perfect form as you execute one push-up. As I'm doing it, I'm yelling, and this is with the armor! Very impressive. Thank you, Jodrana. Is she actually impressed? Can I make a... Yeah, make an inside check. <laughs> 19. You, Clegg, and nobody else necessarily know that she is not impressed. (gasps) (laughs) Clegg startled. (laughs) I should have done two (laughs) push-ups. Work up to it. You don't want to strain yourself. (laughs) Well, come back and visit us sometime. I'm I'm sure you're busy. Yes, we shall. Albert, you're still standing right next to me. I mean, um, I'm going to get back to work, I think. And I'll watch you go. I mean, yes, go. You You old coot. What was that? Yeah, I, I said I love the root district. Oh, me too. I really do. <laughs> I was 50% sure we were in the root district when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as you step outside the Bramble Den and look up at the sky, it looks like it is early evening now. It's about 6 p.m. Are you heading to the Breestop Estates now, or are you doing anything else to prepare before you go? Jeremiah wants to make a stop at the Libar, if possible. Yeah, the Libar is also in the root district, very close by. Uh, you're able to head over. You see the familiar old building, the R and Y long fallen off. What would you like to do at the live bar? Uh, I'd like to go inside and see Krog. Great. Krog says, my favorite friends. Did you finally track down the uh, PTA killer, Miss Maggie Lathy? We don't think it's Miss Maggie Lathy. Uh, we're not sure who oh. it is, but we've the evidence that we've had uh, that we've come up with has ruled her out. Well, I gotta say that's a relief, because I didn't want to believe it was her. I kind of, I think in the back of my head, I knew something was fishy, but yes. maybe they'll turn up. Yeah, we're we're still working diligently on it, and I feel like we're hot on the trail. And I've come to you because I want to know 
where did you accumulate all of this porn from? Was it a specific <laughs> artist or was this a collection wow. from somebody or how was this distributed? Well, it's it's really been built over time, over a considerable, considerable amount of time. Many different artists have contributed to the collection, just as many different chefs have contributed to the cookbook collection we have. Um, wh- why do you ask? Are any of these artists in Chester's chair? Yeah, you know, I do believe some are still alive. Let me... There's some local artists in, in various districts, in the Root District and in, in the Pond District, but the most famous artist is Ernestine Rodriguez. He lets that name drop like a like a ten ton weight. You know Ernestine? Well, I mean like her mausoleum is you know, within my sort of skyline view from my studio. Yeah, Ernestine moved here about 10 years ago. That huge tower on the edge of town appeared one day. No one's ever seen her since, but that was the story. It made the national news. Ernestine Rodriguez moves to small town. This this Ernestine, how can we get how can I get in contact with them? Well, gosh, you're welcome to visit the mausoleum but be prepared to be turned away no one's gone in or out since it was constructed 10 years Krog what I'm planning what I want to do is to rebuild the porn collection to its former glory my god (laughs) I want to find an artist somebody local in order to really capture the best porn of Chester's chair and I need this done before the queen comes That's, if not impossible, it's really close. I need to find somebody to help build this collection back up before the queen comes. So when the queen um, (laughs) makes it to the Libar, she could see the grand glory of the pornography and cookbook collection. Gosh, you could try to round up every artist in town and get them working on this thing. Contacting Ernesto and Rodriguez is probably going to take more time than that and Frankly, I don't know that all all of this can even be accomplished in a week, but you're certainly welcome to try. We could just start small. It doesn't need we don't don't have to do the entire pornography collection, but enough to show that that we are strong, we are Chester's chair strong and that we will rebuild. Um uh, go ahead and make a persuasion check to see how hard he's going to work on this. Natural 20. Hey, there it is. Krog says, "That's the best goddamn idea I've ever heard in my <laughs> life." I will not rest for this next week. Can we build the porn collection back to its former glory in a week? No. That took a lifetime. But can we do our damnedest? You bet we can. And when you find the artist to do this task, please, I want to talk to one of them to make sure that something special is created. Absolutely. You come back (laughs) sometime over the next week. I'll have an artist ready for you. Thank you, Krog. This is going to be our library of Alexandria. You're goddamn <laughs> right, Jeremiah. And as you turn to leave, he's weeping. Krog, could we, um, not to interrupt your weeping, could we just uh, check out... I wasn't crying. Oh, Krog, it's okay. <laughs> I was crying. Krog, there's nothing wrong with weeping. Yeah, I was crying. I don't know why I lied. Can we check out um, any, like, Chris Tato cookbooks? Oh, yeah, we got tons. Just in case, yeah. Let have a thinking, Clegg. 
Could you also pull out some books on prisoner reform? Prison reform and Chris Tatum cookbook. And any spell books you have, any... And spells. Cool wizard stuff. Oh, that's a laundry list. Uh, Again, give me a couple days and I'll I'll have something for you. Sure. Cool. Could I also have... Do you have any books with a talking duck in it? A talking duck, okay. So, find artists to make porn. We're looking also for Chris Tatum cookbooks. Prisoner reform. I guess rehabilitation is the proper word. Rehabilitation. Spell books. And... A talking duck. Anything with a talking duck, really. I'm just a fan of the genre. Got it. Well, hell, I'm going to have my hands full. I used to know someone who could help. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Krog, the entire Queen's visit rests in your hands. I know. I know. And the sun is now setting. The sky is lit with an orange and purple glow. Fireflies begin to take the skies. Where to next? Breesop Estates or anywhere else? I'm going to go straight to the Estates, but if Chelsea or uh, David have any pit stops. Nope. Don't need to make a pit stop at the Cristato Fry because I'm just going to make a fried Cristato from the Magic Staff. (laughs) So it's great. It saves me a lot of time. (laughs) You head out of the Root District, back to Missing Chair Square, and begin to walk along the paved beautifully maintained path up the large hill to the north of Chester's chair towards the Breeze Top Estates. And now I would like to know a little bit more about how you're doing this. So how are you dressing up or disguising yourself or not disguising yourself? So yeah, so for sure, Clegg and I are going to be perhaps with Summer Bounty. We're going to be <laughs> upright on each other, <laughs> pretending to be um, with my hat, of course, mm-hmm. with Stetson. <laughs> We're going to be impersonating Lance I'm going to give them my Lance boots that I took from him. Yeah, oh, yeah that's hey, right. Okay. And then we'll, be, we'll just be bringing in, I think, I think this will work, we'll bring in Jeremiah and Money Boy as guests. Are you using your disguise kit? Yes. Using the disguise kit for trench coat and for face paint and to make yourself more Lance Bonky? Yes. Okay. If Jeremiah consents to this, Clegg will, as a backup, offer to cast invisibility whoa just in case we need to do any sneaking um well i have my track suit <laughs> <laughs> that's the wealthiest costume of all <laughs> jeremiah it also is canon that you smell bad <laughs> and oh i know this i know this i'm well, here's the thing. i can use i can use magical tinkering to make them smell good if if he consents, I will cast magical tinkering to put a little mechanical Febreze like object around his waist, and that'll emit a, sm- a smell good scent. I can only make him smell like a skunk if I cast shrewd craft, so I will not cast shrewd. <laughs> Which is actually markedly better than where he currently is at. Yeah, it's still an improvement. <laughs> yeah, well, you smell like a skunk spray, or like a skunk just smells normally. Um, it's a it's a the faint odor of skunk. Oh, that's way better than where I'm standing right now. That's kind of nice. Jeremiah, would you like me to fashion some sort of uh, perfume amplifier upon your belt? Uh, yeah, let's let's try it. Great, tinker, tinker. Great, and then I'm gonna go tinker, tinker. <laughs> your catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then I'm gonna tinker, and then on his little belt, it's gonna be like a little fan with like a little Febreze liquid inside. Uh, now, don't breathe this in; it'll give you popcorn lung. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jeremiah, you are wearing your tracksuit. Yes. Black with white stripes. Gray stripes. Uh, black with gray stripes. Thank you. Your scent masked by Albert Penis's Febreze 
amulet. Uh, what is this? Like a necklace or a ring or a belt? It's on the belt. It's a, it's a like you know those like plug in Febreze things for like the car that like go in the wind thing. Yeah. So it's that around his belt. There's a little built in fan to mimic the car <laughs> van, and it's just nice. spinning the whole time and putting a very pleasant odor around him. I love it. You have Money Boy in a genuinely nice tuxedo. Money Boy looks very nice. Yeah. And the two of you. Clegg on the bottom. Presumably. <laughs> or or Clegg on the top. I think Clegg on the bottom makes more sense. Oh, wait, no, wait, no. Clegg should be on the top. Wait, no. Well, because of Stetson. Uh, well, but, oh, because I can wear Stetson with my armor, you're yeah. right. Although anybody could wear Stetson. Well, what if he bites? Yeah, Stetson doesn't... He's just a baby. He's got big old respect teeth. Respect Clegg, I don't think. Okay, whatever it you It was like. just born. Yeah, it's kind of like a baby rattlesnake where it just doesn't know it how much venom to <laughs> distribute. <laughs> Clegg, do you have Disguise Self or anything? No, I was um, facing the agonizing decision about like five minutes before we started the game as to whether or not to take Alter Self, Invisibility, or Detect Thoughts. Oh, yeah, no, I like Invisibility. If we're going to metagame right here, I I approve of this. Good. (laughs) Okay, good. Detect Thoughts sounds like me at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) You got me. T-H-O-T-S. <laughs> yeah. So who's on the top and who's on the bottom? <laughs> Clegg, are you sure you can carry me? Well, I, <laughs> I was just the checking armor. the strength, so it, probably not because Clegg's strength is her second lowest. I think you're both weak, and I think your enchanted armor does not weigh a ton. Oh, that's actually, good. Actually, Albert, because it is, oh. it is magical armor. It is magical armor that is fitted okay. to you. I'm going to go, I'm going to go on bottom because I want to see, I want to see Clegg talk. All right, Clegg, so I'll go underneath so you can rest upon my cool armor. And you will wear Stetson upon your head and keep Summer's brown tea perhaps by your breast or stomach, keep you company. <laughs> when I say breast, I don't mean in a gross way. I mean, like, just like that area, like the chest, like in a pocket or something. Clegg's, like, incredibly nervous to have to pretend to be Lansponk, and she goes, Hey, hey, Clegg, I need you to know something. Do you believe in yourself? No. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It doesn't fucking matter. Oh. Because I believe in you. Oh, that's so much pressure. And I'm going to be right underneath you this whole time. Okay, you, you got to, like, whisper things if things go bad. We got to have, like, a signal. Oh, I'll have a signal. If things go bad, I will go, abort, abort. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's okay. Um, Clegg will keep Summer's bounty... I guess, like, at her shoe. Okay. He can just stand somewhere inside the coat. French coat. Great. He'll just be, like, grabbed onto Albert's face. (laughs) Inside the French coat. I'm learning very quickly I'm allergic to bats. (laughs) You wind your way up the, the hill, and as you reach the top of the hill, you get a better look at the Breeze Top Estates. A large hedge surrounds the entire crest of this hill and looking just beyond the hedge you can see it is not just a plant but instead is a metal wall erected hiding the breeze top from everywhere else a hedge has grown over it to make it more visually appealing to the rest of the townsfolk the hedge meets the center of the path at a large gate this gate is also wrought iron and there standing out front of it is a dwarf man. He's in full armor. He looks to be older, nearly wider than he is tall, beefcake arms and a dump truck ass. Oh. Whoa. How is he standing so that we can see his ass? But so big you can see it from the front. He carries a large <laughs> halberd 
And I would, um, what's everybody's passive perceptions? Oh, it's so bad. I think Clegg and I are both I'm nine, 15. right? Yeah. Jeremiah, you see this. Behind him is a small poster board. It looks like some notes. It has a little bit of a roof, so it's like if he's raining, he could stand under this this little thing. In there, there's a couple posters. With a passive perception 15, you see one says, Wanted, Money Boy, <gasps> and a portrait of a much younger Money Boy. Oh my gosh. The, the poster must be very old because it's torn and faded in, in parts. It's, it's difficult to read, but it's clear to you being familiar with Money Boy. And as you start to crest the top of the hill, what would you like to do? All right, boys, let's act natural and hold hands and walk <laughs> up so they don't suspect anything. <laughs> Wait, which one of us is the arms and which one of us is the legs? I thought that I would be the legs and then you would be yeah, the how arms, would that work? Like, right? Because otherwise well, the, the arms would so be so low. <laughs> I don't know if he would be both the arms and the legs or the, not. Then the arms would come out of like below his waist. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to think we're an elephant or giraffe. If only you were able to invent something to make your arms longer to hopefully hug more children. Well, I tried to do that and it died, so. <laughs> like, we'll hold Jeremiah's hands. Clegg's hands are incredibly sweaty. Very nervous. Jeremiah's starting to get a little bit nervous seeing uh, Money Boy's wanted poster in the back. So he tells Money Boy, he says, play it cool, act natural, stay behind me. I've got hardened Cristado in my pocket for the first <laughs> person I see. <laughs> he he had so no money boy, that's a bad money boy. Ow, ow. Now don't are you saying don't don't do it. Don't Play do it cool. Don't do it. No. Okay. No. You stay. It's stay. a stealth mission. Stay. Got it. Okay. It's a stealth mission. We need to get in. We need to infiltrate deep into enemy territory before we try to oh. pull anything. We don't want to blow our cover this soon. Okay, okay. And then later... What are you two talking about over there? Oh, well. oh wait. We're not afraid of him. That's Albert. <laughs> <laughs> I almost <laughs> knocked you unconscious with this rock-hard Christina. Money bags. Money boy. Let's hold hands and do this thing. Before we reach the yeah. guard, can Clegg cast Minor Illusion? Yeah. Just because it lets you have someone else's voice for one minute. Oh, <laughs> it's also somatic, so I wanted to do it out of your shot. Very good. You reach the crest of the hill, and this dwarf pulls a visor up over his, his face so he can take a better look at you. He steps forward. You don't outwardly look strange, so he just says, residency permit or guest pass. Clegg will say, howdy, uh, me and my guests. Make a deception check with advantage. And you've also successfully lowered the DC with your voice change. You have a disguise, a disguise kit, and a voice change. Well, thank God it's an advantage. It's 19. 19. Oh, the four at first. Oh, that four would have been bad. He takes the residency permit, looks at it, looks up at you, looks at it again. All right, you're clear. These are your guests. All right. How, how do you do, partner? And... As you all begin to walk in, he, he goes towards the gate. He takes one scan at the two guests. I'm going to roll for that. He sees you, Jeremiah, looks you up and down. He has kind of a thought in his mind, but he lets it go. Then he sees Money Boy. Immaculate suit. Have you, like, groomed his hair a little bit? I thought he was bald. <laughs> oh, is he bald? I don't know. 
I thought he was bald. In my head, he was bald. In my head, I'm picturing at all times the Six Flags man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like that so much that whatever it was, he's certainly bald now. He shaved his head if he had hair. He looks at his face, and the faintest spark of recognition seems to be forming in the back of his mind. You have a moment here, all of you, actually except for Albert, who you, you don't totally know what's going on. But Clegg and Jeremiah... What's going on out there? What's going on out there? Clegg and Jeremiah, you see a a thought is forming in his mind. Almost recognition? What would you like to do? Jeremiah's gonna push everyone forward and be like, We have our plumber here. He needs to go fix the the backed up drain. Okay. Make uh, make another deception check. Clegg will give guidance. (laughs) Why is the plumber wearing a tuxedo? (laughs) Yeah, how are you giving guidance? Because otherwise it looks like you're casting a spell. Like, well, clap Jeremiah on the back and say, my plumber's got a big mess to deal with. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you the guidance. Was I doing, oh, I guess it doesn't matter between performance or persuasion or deception because it's all plus right. two. Yeah. Um, so 13. 13. You've already won him over in some way and he says, better get to it. And he'll let you pass so in his mind, the plumber has showed up in a blue tuxedo with other guests <laughs> who somehow in advance knew there was a plumbing emergency. Don't forget my black and gray tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> He's seen stranger things come in and out of the Breeze Top Estates. Okay. You cross the threshold into the Breeze Top Estates. The gates swing open, and instantly, as you step beyond them, a cool breeze passes over you. You don't even know it, Jeremiah especially. You've lived your entire life in a dense humidity, moisture sticking your clothes to your chest, sweat beating and never falling off, and here in the Breeze Top Estates, the one place in town with a cool breeze. Okay, now I understand why it's called the Breeze Top Estates, because I am in a state of comfort. Jeremiah's gonna look like like he was like he's been skiing and like just did like a big face plant and he's like covered in snow, like he is like frozen, like what is this magic? <laughs> <laughs> the hedges in the Breeze Top Estate are beautifully manicured. The homes are wonderful cobbled stone with grout painted ornately, beautiful windows double paned. Streets are cobblestone precisely leveled perfectly. Fountains line the sides of the street with flowing water. Window baskets with flowers grow on most homes. People in well-dressed in Sunday suits, pork pie hats are out for an evening stroll walking along the streets of the breeze top. They, um... Lance your way, but don't seem to make too much of a fuss as the guard has let you in. You see um, shops all around you. What must be a fancy clothing store, given the tapestries and mannequins lining out front of it. You see uh, people descend down beneath a small inn through what looks to be a large oak barrel, like like one of those gigantic wine barrels, but a door has been carved into it. People descending downstairs. You see a store all in glass with a large Cristado emblazoned on the front, 
also a five-story building, the tallest in town. It is beautiful stone, wrought iron, and ornate. A horse-drawn wagon is pulling up to the front, and uh, a respectable couple gets out. They're helped by what must be a worker here. One of them takes the wagon away like a valet service as they escort them in, taking their bags. What would you all like to do? Jeremiah's in awe because he didn't realize that such splendor has been so close to him his entire life, and he never knew anything about it. Are we near to tasteless dignity? Make an investigation check. You know, you don't have a map of the breeze stop, and none of you have ever been here. Would Money Boy know? You can ask him, yeah. Go, what's the investigation check first? 23. 23. Damn. I can uh, only investigate. Jeremiah, you turn to Money Boy uh, to ask him, and Clegg's like, oh, there it is. Uh, you see, <laughs> you, you put together the person carrying bags and things. That must be the hotel, the five-star hotel, and Taste Plus Dignity is the the dining room in this hotel. I say we head for the restaurant. What, were those pants talking? <laughs> I'm just going to pull out a piece of fluff from her pouch and cast Minor Illusion one more time before we go in. Okay, you get your voice back. Walking towards this beautiful restaurant, you look over to your side first. A memorial has been drawn up. It's a pedestal. And on the top of it is a broken house plant, long since withered and decayed. <laughs> it's cordoned off with rope. Beneath it, it says, never forget. And Money Boy looks at it and says, oh, oh, oh. He reaches for his pocket. Oh, ah, oh. Money bags, I can only assume from those noises you're planning on doing something rash. Money Boy. The fruit of my labor laid before me. My God. <laughs> now, Money Boy, we're not, we're not out of the thick of it yet. We have a couple more missions that we need to do before oh. we blow this place up, if you will. Oh, his whole body is shaking and his hand like gently releases the Cristado in his pocket and he reaches his hands up. He's holding both hands straight in the air, shaking wildly. Okay. He's about to do a Six Flags dance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he puts his hands down. That really is like the Six Flags dance. <laughs> oh, wow. He puts his arms down, contains himself, and says, Play it cool. <laughs> you reach the front of this beautiful establishment. A man, an older man, comes out to greet you. He's wearing a... Fancy old suit with ducktails, long coattails. He um, takes you all in and he says, are you staying with us or dining? It clicks like frantically looking at her pocket watch to make sure like a minute hasn't passed and goes, oh, dining, I'm in a hurry. Very good, sir. I'm right so hungry. <laughs> sir, then you've come to the right place. Please write this way to taste plus dignity. Is this your first time here? He'll, he'll um, take you almost by the hand guiding you over <laughs> does he feel how sweaty the hand is if the hand's sweaty he's he feels it and it doesn't even phase him he looks you right in the eyes he says have you is this your first time here sir uh, no I'm, I'm i'm good i don't need the whole spiel i see sir very good will your yes guests be joining yes us? very well if you could all follow me i'm spunk mark i'm the proprietor <laughs> <laughs> i'm the proprietor it's me lance Monk. i love eating here very good sir very Howdy. good What's that now? Howdy. Yes, sir. Howdy to you as well. Now, right this way. He leads you up some stairs and into a palatial dining room. White tablecloths on every table. 
crown molding in gold decorates the high ceiling. A large portrait of a dignified man in a fine wool suit sitting over an ornate throne dominates one wall. And twin huge crystal chandeliers hang overhead, filling the hall with a brilliant light. He will seat you at a table. He'll say, I'll be right back in in just a moment. And settling into your booth, you all look up and see that sitting at the table next to you is Gowdrin Warp. And he puts down his fork and knife. He'll look up at you. And that is where we will end (gasps) tonight's episode. We will pick up there next time. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Thank you, players, for playing. Thank you, DMs, for DMing and keeping us on the edge. What a cliff. Our seats. We will be back with much more at Taste Plus Dignity and also race towards the finish line before the Queen's visit in our very next session. Until then, if you like the show, tell your friends about it. Follow us on Instagram at SmalltownDD. Leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us out a lot. And that's it for now, folks. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Woo.